Hey friends, our names are Lizzie and Ashley, and we are the hosts of the Reckless to Redeem podcast. We are two best friends who used to love the party scene and spent most of our friendship thriving off worldly desires. But in 2022, God had other plans for our friendship and turned our destructive party lifestyle into a life redeemed by Christ. Now we are here to share that there's power in the name of Jesus, and He will guide you on the narrow path to freedom. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Breakfast to Redeem. We are so sorry that we missed last week. Unfortunately, Ashley was dealing with a lot of sickness within her family, and so we weren't able to record, but we are super excited to share with you guys that we ended up being able to attend Asbury Revival, and that was such an incredible experience. I feel like even though Ashley was dealing with sicknesses, I feel like you worked that all out for good, and we were meant to be there. Yes, it was such an amazing time, and I just felt the heaviness of the Holy Spirit as soon as we stepped foot on that campus, and it was incredible watching everybody else just praising the Lord and all of his good work, and we got to witness people from all over the nation get saved and say yes to Jesus, so that was just so exciting. Yes, I cannot wait to see all that God does in this country. I just really feel like he is pouring out his spirit right now. It is such a beautiful thing to see, but we will get back on track and we are actually going to be talking about postpartum depression, intrusive thoughts, anxiety. That experience for Ashley and I is actually what brought us to Jesus. Um, It was one of the darkest times of our lives and he really used that season of isolation to just draw us close to him. And we have never been the same since. It is such a beautiful thing to see how he used such a dark period and turned it into something beautiful. Yes, I know. It is crazy how he works. And it's just so wonderful to be able to be on the other side now. You're not alone and God is with you always. And he doesn't leave your side. Even in the darkest moments, he is with you. He perseveres in your life. From our personal experiences with postpartum depression, we both got really dark thoughts, severely depressed, and it was really lonely and an isolating time in our life. And if it wasn't for God, his grace and reaching out to us at our darkest moments, I don't even know if I would even be here. I don't know where Lizzie would be at. We're just so blessed and lucky that there is a way out. Yeah, I feel like for me, it was really hard because obviously I did IVF to have my daughter. And so in my mind, I'm thinking this should be the happiest time of my life. I finally have been blessed with an amazing daughter. She's sweet as can be. And I remember just being so ashamed. Like, I was like, why do I feel like this? I don't know if everyone's doctor's offices do this, but they would give surveys and they actually even at my daughter's um, pediatrician, continued to give me surveys to screen me for postpartum depression for like six months. I actually lied on that every time because in my mind, I'm like, are they going to take my kid away? Are they going to like lock me up in a mental institution? And it's like, it's such a shameful time that doesn't need to be shameful. Um, You should feel like you can reach out for help. You should feel like you can be authentic with your feelings. But I feel like as moms, we just get so worried because we love our children. 
we feel like we're going crazy and we're not going crazy. Sometimes a part of the postpartum experience, unfortunately, not for everybody and not with every kid. I feel like my experience has actually made it very scary for me to even consider having another child. And I hate that. It's almost like I'm scarred from that experience. You know, I've even talked to Ashley about it and you did not have it with all of your kids, correct? Just two. So I did have it twice. So yes, I definitely yeah. had, so every, had that experience. It was like every other one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with my first son, I remember just really feeling like I was going crazy and I just didn't have this connection with him when he was first born. And I remember I actually like wanted to go out and have a couple of drinks because I just felt like there was just no connection with this baby that I had to all of a sudden take care of. And I was a first time mom and I never understood it. I just remember one night telling the father, just take the baby, take him away. I don't want anything to do with him. And it's so sad looking back that that's how I was thinking, but that's just the raw truth of the situation at the time. And I ended up having to move in to his mother's house where she said, you need to go get help. And I went and got therapy and got put on medicine. I never expected it to happen again with my third kid. Luckily my second, I didn't experience that, but with my third, it was definitely something very traumatic. I remember video chatting with my doctor and them telling me, oh, it's just PTSD from your past relationship. And I was literally hearing things in the walls. Like I remember telling my husband and I was like, I hear something in the walls. I'm going crazy. Like, I don't want to be here half the time. Like what is going on? I'm so stressed out. And they ended up giving me two separate medications for it. And that's when my drinking ended up picking back up because for some reason being put back on that medication, I started wanting to drink and I have no idea how that side effect came about, but I just needed something to numb the pain because the medicine wasn't working and the drinking was making my depression and anxiety and everything else worse. It was so wild because Lizzie was going through postpartum depression. I was going through postpartum depression but we were going through it at different times. Mine was six months after my son was born and hers was right away. So it's pretty crazy how that works. Yeah, for sure. And it can be just very isolating. I feel like I would even have, you know, friends, family members reach out to me. Are you doing okay? And it's like, I didn't even want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to spend time with anybody. I knew it was best for me to probably like get out of the house for a little bit. But I was like, I didn't even want to take care of myself. I didn't want to get myself ready. I didn't want to step out of the house. I felt like I couldn't even leave my child with her dad because I had so much anxiety about leaving her. But then a part of me was like, I need to get out of this house. It was like Mm -hmm. a lose-lose battle. No matter what I did, it was like I just was freaking out. I remember this situation that really explained like my anxiety level that I had. My daughter was, oh, I don't know, a couple months old maybe. And I had never actually taken her to the grocery store by myself ever. Um, If we ever took her out, my husband was always with me. He had to go to work. And I had nothing to eat. And I was like, all right, I got to go to the grocery store. And I mean, I literally flipped out. I didn't know how to handle going into the grocery store for five minutes. I mean, it wasn't even like I was full on grocery shopping. I was grabbing a couple of things. 
my husband's like, it's going to be fine. Like, I feel like a part of him's like, I don't understand why she's freaking out so bad. But I mean, I literally was like having crippling anxiety about bringing her into a grocery store by myself for five minutes because I'm thinking, what if she starts screaming? What if she, you know, whatever it may be. It seems so silly looking on the outside now, but I remember like my racing heart um, everything of, I mean, shaking over something so small because my anxiety level after having her was so bad. Right. Yeah. It, it is crazy. Like thinking of that, cause it's like two different, two different types of, you know, when you have postpartum, you have like what you have, you didn't want to take them to the store. You didn't want to do things. And mine was that I felt like I was just trapped in this house and I was becoming a stay at home mm-hmm. mom, which I wasn't used to being. So with my third one, it was just like, I didn't know what to do now. I was done with hair school. I was just drinking all the time. I was just in this part. It was like, what is going on with me? And this wasn't who I was trying to be. And there were so many times that I would wake up in the morning and I was telling Lizzie this the other day that I would just be telling my husband, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't, I just didn't want to be here at all. Like there were so many times I'd wake up and just be like asking God to like take me and just be like crying out for help grace of God, he found me when I actually surrendered to him. And I said, listen, take me or take this pain because I can't do this anymore. He right there at 3am drunk in my driveway. He gave me a sense of peace and love that I've never experienced in my entire life. I heard my pastor say this the other day, that the devil will try to kill you, but Jesus heals you. It hit my heart so much because it's so true. The devil tried to take me out in so many times in my life. I remember being 16 years old, going through a breakup and literally taking 14 NyQuil's and trying to not to like unalive myself and not wake up. And God had other plans because I woke up the next morning and I went right off to school and I was like, all right, I guess, you know, God has something for me. <laughs> and then the there were times when I, was, when I was pregnant, I was alone and I wanted to die. And I was literally in my head crying out to God, like, why would someone leave me pregnant? Why would they leave me with one kid and then leave me you know to be pregnant by myself and I would just cry and God comforted me through that and there's so many just different times in my life that God was there but I didn't take his love seriously and I look back and I just feel so bad because it's just like he was just saying I'm right here like you can lean on me you can come to me let me show you what real love is let me show you real purpose it wasn't until I was older I was I think 28 when this happened it wasn't until I was that old to even realize his true love. And it had to get, he had to get me at rock bottom, you know, my very wit's end for me to just turn on that light and realize that the love that I need and the purpose is all in Jesus Christ. He loves us tremendously so, so much. I just feel so bad for so many people that go through this postpartum and they go straight to the doctors and they're scared. Like you said, they're scared to say something because they don't want to lose their children. They don't want people to think they're um, unfit, an unfit parent. They don't tell the full truth. Even when I did tell the truth, like I'm hearing things, I, I don't feel comfortable. They just put me on two medications and send me my way. And it's like, God's like, you know what? You're going to hit rock bottom, but I'm going to be there to carry you out of the darkness. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, for sure. Just like you, I feel like there's so many points of my life where I can look back and see that God was truly with me in that moment. But it definitely took me being isolated, being all alone to finally just, I, I mean, in that moment is when I was like, I need 
I didn't even really know if I needed God, but I needed something. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I grew up in church. I grew up with people telling me about God. As many times as I feel like I prayed, never authentically. I feel like this was the first time in my life yeah. that I authentically prayed to God because I was at my wits end. I was like, how can I spend years? I mean, I knew like, I'm going to have this child for forever, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. am I going to feel like this forever? Am I going to be a bad mom? I feel like I can't be a good mom if I'm not happy, you know? And so it was like my first time, like authentically praying and being like, I need you. I don't know why I need you, but I need you. Yeah. And he came and found me where I was and it was a slow process from there, you know, changing my heart getting even out of that depressive state and anxiety. I feel like the anxiety for me lingered a lot longer than the depression did. I was still very anxious about even going places with her. Now, thank goodness, I realize they're kids and they're going to act some sort of way and it is what it is. If people judge me, okay, go ahead and judge me. I just don't care anymore. But I feel like he healed my heart. You know, I am not against people getting depression medicine. Mm -hmm. I did not end up on it. I'm thankful for that because I had been on depression medicine in the past and I feel like it did have some negative effects towards me. And even with the anxiety, I feel like I struggled a lot with um, postpartum like intrusive thoughts. I remember even just like laying in bed and I would start thinking about like, my child dying or somebody breaking into my house and kidnapping her. There's nothing I can do and freaking out. And it got to the point where I started really leaning on Jesus. Anytime those thoughts would start coming in my mind, I would just sit there and I'd either start in my head singing a worship song, or I would just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm not kidding you. It got to the point where if I even tried to have an intrusive thought, It's like Jesus just overpowered that. I mean, his name is so powerful. And I couldn't even force myself to think about these awful thoughts before going to bed. Yeah, there's so much power in the name of Jesus. And it's so wild because I didn't even really know about, you know, how much power there was in his name. And I've been doing this for a year. God has given me so much wisdom, changed my desires, changed my heart, my soul, everything. But it is incredible that you are able to lead these demons out in the name of Jesus. Like if I'm having anxiety, if I'm depressed, I'm instantly like, I'm casting out the spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus. I command you to flee in the name of Jesus. I mean, I pray over my children. I pray over my husband, my house. And there's so much power in that. And knowing that, you know, the God Almighty gave us that type of ability to be able to do, we're able to heal the things that have been dragging us down for so long that we thought we had zero control over. I know some people who aren't believers, you know, they probably think we're crazy, but we are just Mm -hmm. crazy in love with Jesus. And we know how much he's brought us from the darkness to the light, coming from someone who's been on medicine my entire life, have drank alcohol since I was 15 years old. This is the first time I'm 171 days to this day sober from alcohol. That's just incredible because this is willingly sober of alcohol. I've been pregnant and I did not drink. I am out of that 
scene that I felt so alone when I thought I was feeling alive by partying, hanging out with the party girls and going to the bars. I felt like that's when I was living my best life. But now that we have Jesus in our life and he's in the center, we are truly living out our best authentic life. And it's so beautiful to be able to live like this. I tell my husband all the time, I'm just like, I'm just so grateful for Jesus because if it was not for him, I would not be here. There, There's no way I would be here. I was at my wit's end. It was months of trying to say I didn't want to be here anymore. Every single morning, the enemy was attacking, attacking, attacking me. I felt like the worst person in the entire world, the worst mom ever. All my past mistakes were right at my forefront, constantly this voice in my head set telling me that I'm just unworthy and that I am not worth anything. Jesus showed me I'm worthy of the king. I could have a life outside of what I thought I was and who I was and who I was identified as for so long. It's incredible. You know, from astrology, I'm not a cancer. I'm a child of God. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Like, there's so much power to that. I just want so many people to really just kind of open their eyes to, to what they haven't really been seeing. Ask God, seek in prayer, say, you know, open my eyes to see and ears to hear of you and what you want for my life and show me my purpose. You can even say, show me you. He will deliver. And you have to make sure your heart is right, obviously, when you do that. But get your heart right and just truly say, Jesus, if you are real, show me. We will show you that and more, an entire life of joyful and abundance of happiness and love for eternity. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, God brings so much freedom to your life. Like, I can't even express it. And I feel like I'm going to start getting choked up here again at any moment. <laughs> but before we did this, I just played some worship music. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you just got to let it out. You know, you just got to sing in your kitchen. I mean, the Holy Spirit just rocked me. And yeah, you have I me tearing up. <laughs> I, I know. Like, uh, I just sometimes talk about this stuff because, like, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I hate you. I, I really, I truly am so sorry. People hate you. And I just was crying and crying and crying because he doesn't deserve it, guys. Like, he doesn't deserve it. He's so good to us. And I know if you're lost and maybe you're listening to this and I hope you are, if there are people out there that are lost listening to this, just take what we're saying seriously, because you will never find true happiness until you find God ever. This is why I cry about this all the time because I was lost and I'm found and I am the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. Unfortunately, I can't sit here and show you that. Like you have to find that for yourself, but you don't want to miss it. You know, you don't want to miss it because you're missing out on a lot, a lifetime full of freedom and joy and hope. You have so much hope. There is so much going on in this world right now. And guess what? I could care less because this isn't my home. This isn't my final destination. I have a home waiting for me in heaven. That's the best thing that you can hold on to. God's grace and God's love just trumps all. And with all the evil that's going on in the world and our children having to grow up and, you know, just straight up people worshiping Satan and people in Hollywood are all about Satan. It's insane that the devil is trying that hard to take as many people as he can to the pit of hell. That's what he's doing. And when you guys are worshiping Satan and you guys are listening to these demonic sounds and watching these demonic movies, he's laughing at you guys. I hate that because it breaks my heart because 
we don't want that for you guys. We want you guys to have salvation. We want you guys to feel the love that we feel that the devil is never going to give you. I know that from personal experiences, there's so many times that I just had the darkest thoughts ever. I know that's not from God because it could never be from God. God is love. And until you know God truly, you don't know what love is. You're not able to give people the type of love that, you know, your heart is destined to love people by. Like, I had to have God love me in order for me to love my husband even. And when we first met, I didn't treat him with the type of love that I have now. Because the only love I had was a worldly type of love. And that type of love was, if someone does something to me, do something right back. And, you know, if someone says something mean to you, you do something right back. And now I'm humble. If someone does something to me, I just sit back and I pray for them. I pray for my enemies. I don't want harm on anybody. And all I want is to show Jesus through me. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be like Jesus and pray every day for him to humble us enough and change our hearts to continue on this walk with Jesus Christ. Because that's what's going to get us eternity and heaven, straight happiness and pure joy. Yeah, and he will completely change you over time. I mean, I was not this person a year and a half ago. He has changed so much in my heart, the way that I think, empathy towards people. I used to really not care, you know, one, if I hurt people's feelings, or two, if people were upset, it really didn't affect me. I mean, now it's like I see something on Facebook, somebody's going through something, and I'm sitting here crying with you. I'm like, I don't even know you, but I'm going to cry with you and I'm going to pray for you, you know? He really does transform your life. Doesn't mean we don't struggle. I mean, we both struggle with, you know, letting the enemy win sometimes and maybe we're getting angry. The thing is, is the Holy Spirit will humble you though. I mean, it is crazy how many times maybe I act out of character and I immediately go sit and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that whatever it may be, but he truly will change you. But you have to actually have a serious relationship with him. I mean, want to have a relationship with him. It's just like you have a relationship with your own spouse or your kids. You have to talk to him. And when you are distant from God, you are, you're distant. I mean, there's, he's not going to force you to be in relationship with him because that's not who he is. God is a gentleman. And he's going to give you the opportunity to come to him. But if you choose not to, he's going to allow you to do that. He has blessed us with free will. We choose him. He doesn't force us to choose him. Yes. And you have to look at it as what helped me was I looked at him like he's a father to me, which he is. He's our father. And once you look at it like that, you want to have a relationship with your father. You want him to guide you on the path to where you're supposed to be. He's the ultimate high power that is going to be able to do that nobody on this earth is going to be able to pave the way to heaven unless it's jesus christ no one is and it doesn't matter where you have been or what you have done in your life i have done so many things that was so sinful you can't i can't even count on my hands and my toes because there's so many things that are just absolutely i would never do now I was basing my decisions on worldly views and worldly things. And I was putting my own emotions before the truth. And I was letting that take over. Once we just realized that our purpose and our truth is in Jesus Christ, 
the whole game changes. Everything changes for you. You're never too lost to be found. You can always be found in Jesus, no matter what. Yeah, I was actually watching a video. This unbeliever had asked this guy who was kind of, I think, street preaching or something. She basically said, like, don't you think that you serve an egotistical God? The guy was like, I can't understand, you know, why you think that. I mean, in your mind, you're thinking, why are we created just to worship you? I loved his answer because the way that he put it, if you are not worshiping God, you are worshiping something else in your life, whether that be sports or whether that be partying or whether whatever it may be. And a lot of times it's not bringing you any fulfillment, anything good to your life. And so the reason that we worship God is because that's the only way we are ever going to find fulfillment. We're ever going to find true happiness is worshiping the creator of the universe. So it's not that he's egotistical or like, hey, I'm going to create these people just to worship me. No, he's just saying, hey, focus on me and you are going to live an abundant, beautiful life. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like we were talking about earlier this morning, you said, you know, money is not going to fulfill you. You know, the things you accomplish outside of what God has for you is not going to fulfill you. There's so many even celebrities, and it's so sad and unfortunate, all of these people that are from Hollywood that have ended up committing suicide because the enemy took a hold of them so much, grabbed a hold of them, and they lost all hope. And that's what having a whole bunch of money can do because you get all this money, you have all the nice things and work so hard for this business or whatever you're doing. All of a sudden you're still unfulfilled instead of searching for, you know, the hope in Jesus, they, they can't find it. And the enemy devours them. Luckily in our situation, like the song, you know, where it says the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said, you were mine. Like that's relates so much to us because it's so true. Like the enemy thought he thought wrong because we are daughters of Christ. Everyone can be daughters and brothers of Christ. You just have to have that heart, that open heart, and just surrender it all to him. We're just so lucky that you know, we're able to even share this on our platform and be able to be vulnerable and raw. But God gave us an empathetic heart. He's changed us. And now we want to change every single one of you's perspective on life and show you the path to freedom, to happiness, with Jesus Christ. That's all it starts with. We are just so excited to be able to be blessed to do this and have this opportunity to share this with you all. We are proud, you know, of our past because we have a testimony to be able to talk with you guys and let you guys know you guys are not alone. Yes, absolutely. God has completely transformed us. We want to see the same for you. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, just reach out and genuinely reach out. Don't just you know, fake it till you make it because I've done it multiple times. And actually, next episode, we're going to be talking about being lukewarm because me and her both struggled with that for a long time. So we can give you kind of a better perspective of what it's like to just kind of have Jesus on the back burner. I mean, never putting him as a priority. You kind of want the goodness of God. You want the heaven. You want all that. But to do anything for him, you just, you don't want to. You want to live for yourself, but you want, yeah, the goodness of God as well. So we're excited to talk about that. I feel like that's also something a lot of people struggle with. And I'm actually going to share a dream that God gave me that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that I was living a lukewarm life. And he made it 
pretty clear to me, which I thought was absolutely amazing. That right there just shows the love and grace because he did not have to send that to me. I am one person to him. He could have just thrown me away like trash, you know, but he's like, no, Lizzie, I love you. And I want you home. Yes. And because of that dream, you know, you helped me realize so much in my life. And I really just dive deep in the word. God speaks to us through the Bible. And every time I read something in the Bible, it just hits my heart. Like it's exactly what I need. It's just such the truth to life. He just brings you back. It's incredible. And uh, so many people, you know, they don't even, they don't even know they're lukewarm, but he says he'll spit you out of his mouth. Nobody wants that to happen, to think that you're doing all of these good works, you're doing all of this stuff. Faith without works is dead. It's so true. We have to get in the word. We have to have that real relationship and we have to cling on to that relationship. We had to give up so many things in our lives so that we can surrender them to him so we can use that time to get in the word to just really build that real relationship. It takes full surrender and some people don't want to don't want to fully do that. But people have to understand is that these worldly things aren't going to give you forever with our Lord and Father. They're not. So you have to just strive to be the best you can possibly be as a daughter and a brother in Christ to be fully fulfilled in this journey, in this walk. Yeah, you have to pick a side. Either you're going to live for the world or you're going to live for God. Unfortunately, not even unfortunately, I don't want both. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't want anything of this world anymore. And I used to be so attached to it. And now I'm like, okay, that this to me can be thrown away like trash. Okay. I just want to be with, with God. That's my, that's my yeah. goal here. So yeah, I decided to get more into that and explain a little bit more of situations that we've kind of been through. And yeah. So we will see you guys next Wednesday. Yes. We're so excited to be able to talk with you all. And we would love to have some input in the comments go ahead and like and share we will continue spreading the good news of jesus christ we hope you guys have an amazing day yes love you guys bye love you